Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've talked before about a lot of these isms, uh, political isms, and uh, what these different kind of belief systems uh, mean. I wanted to continue that conversation today and dive into one of the ones that might be, you know, uh, up there with like communism in terms of <laughs> and crazy, and that is fascism. And just like a lot of words, it feels like a lot of people have these weird definitions or alternative definitions of what fascism actually is. Uh, it's, it's like socialism, right? Like socialism has an actual definition. It's a real ideology. And then people claim, oh, socialism is just helping people, right? Like they just come up with these definitions. Oh, fascism is like anything having to do with Donald Trump. It's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, not really, you know. Not even at all. <laughs> there's Antifa, which is the group that are anti-fascist, except they themselves are, you know, pretty fascist. Yep. So it's it's kind of weird when people, you know, repurpose these words or try and change the meaning. So I want to, I want to maybe start by uh, defining the word, then we can talk a little bit more about it. So, you know, fascism is this belief system or the, this political belief that the state is like all encompassing, all powerful, all embracing. Uh, it is everywhere and everything. And by state, I don't mean, you know, the state of Virginia or the state of Oregon. Uh, I mean, the state in kind of a more general term. So, uh, some of our readers I know are familiar with the book I did, Lessons from a Lemonade Stand, where we talk a lot about this uh, for like preteens and teens, learning about the state, what it is. And so I encourage you to go check that book out. The state really, and at least the way uh, it's often used in kind of political discourse and the way uh, Brittany, you and I are going to talk about it today, the state is just kind of a general, more general term that refers to the government. That's kind of the easiest yes. way to, to think about it. So fascism is this notion that uh, the government, the state is what's important. It's pervasive, meaning that it's everywhere, um, that apart from the state, you can't really have any strong values, um, any human uh, value, that what is most important um, is the state. It's the collective. We've talked a bit about collectivism. And so these are very related where um, uh, fascism is kind of like collectivism, where the collective is important, except in this case of fascism, uh, the collective is the state. That is the important institution. That is uh, the reason for existence is to move the state forward. Um, and so I wanted to talk a bit about it. Brittany, what do you think about fascism when you hear that word? I think it's really scary. I know for me, because I was a history major in college, I always think of uh, Italian fascism, which is kind of where the word was born in the 20th century. I mean, it, it goes back yeah. to Roman roots, but I think of like Nazism even. You could say that Hitler and Nazism is a form of fascism. So I always think of it as, as the individual doesn't matter. It, like collectivism, you don't really have yeah. that identity, but it's because it's because the state or the government matters more, right? So, so you kind of lose the individual to the needs of the state, which is very scary. And, uh, you know, it's tough when you talk about these isms because a lot of them are so related. So we talk about collectivism and now fascism. And but you bring up uh, Italian fascism that uh, where it kind of got its start. We might talk a little bit about Benito Mussolini, uh, someone you'd want to look up about this. And uh, Mussolini in Italy, um, you know, their their regime, their state declared itself uh, totalitarian which is a, a very similar word uh, to fascist. 
And if you think of what we've described fascism as everything in the state, the state is everything. There's nothing of value outside of it. You think of totalitarian, like a total, the, the state is the total. That is the total purpose, the total power. Um, and so, you know, there's the quote from Mussolini where he says, everything in the state, nothing outside the state, nothing against the state. The, the state was the centrally planning the economy. You know, it created a new social order. In other words, could boss people around in their individual lives of like how they should act and what they should think. And uh, so it's very alarming when you think about maybe the more American tradition where, you know, what mattered was the individual. The government is created by the people. It's to serve the people. Uh, we delegate to the government certain limited powers. That is totally at odds with fascism. Totally at odds with fascism. However, the funny thing is, is so the word fascism actually it's a symbol. It comes from something called like a fascist. I think is how you would say it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's found all over our government though, and that's what's funny is even though even though we are an individualistic system, we still have little pieces of it. So if you look at the House rostrum, that's where the president will give like his State of the Union address. You'll actually see this fascist, and I'll explain what it is to you. I'm going to read from a book called Richard Mayberry's um, The Fall of Rome, Ancient Rome, and I'll link to this in the show notes. But he talks about this symbol, and I'm going to describe it to you right now. So it's a bundle of wooden rods bound together by red color bands. In ancient Rome, the fascist was, a fixed, was fixed to a wooden pole with an axe at the top or side. It symbolized the unification of the people under a single government. The axe suggested that uh, what would happen to anyone who didn't obey the government. So an axe, you'd think of like a weapon, right? So it was kind of this sim symbology of uh, this is the state is all knowing, is all powerful. And if you cross us, if you try to step out of line, you're going to get hurt. So not very, not very comforting. Yeah, the, the bundle of rods all tied together implied that um, a single rod is weak and you know doesn't serve its higher purpose whereas when it's joined together with the other rods bound together in one then it has strength then it has unity then it has purpose and you know what is the purpose it's not to like light a fire or anything else it's oh let's put an axe head on top so we can like chop people down who disagree <laughs> with us it is it is power and and you're right like we have all this uh, symbolism and uh, you know, I, it feels like we need like a, you know, national treasure movie, right? Yes. And like, what's on the back of the declaration? It feels like we need one about fascism. Like, well, look at all this fascist symbology and, you know, an Americana uh, here because yeah, you look, uh, used to be on the back of the dime. I know, I think right. there might be some currency where it's still on there. All over um, DC. When, it's all over DC. All over. If you go to the Lincoln Memorial um, and he's sitting on his big chair, if you look at the, the sides of his chair where his hands are resting, those are fascists as well. Oh. Um, symbolizing that, you know, here's President Abraham Lincoln using the, the power of the state to crush dissent. Um, and, you know, you better fitting. not go against us. <laughs> What's that? I said, that's fitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll save that for the yeah. Abraham Lincoln episode <laughs> later on. Uh, we'll, we'll give our listeners a few months before we get into the <laughs> Abraham Lincoln episode. Um, and, and so, but it's interesting, as you point out, even in this tradition uh, that we have, this American tradition of individual liberty, um, you definitely still have these elements of the state is supreme, the state has authority, um, and, you know, if you go against us, you will kind of get crushed under this, this fascist. And so 
Um, it, that is interesting because the Italians, for example, Benito Mussolini didn't come up with this out of thin air. No. Uh, this, this symbolism had been around for a long time. As you think about that, Brittany, what, what, is, um, what are the challenges that you see for those of us who care about freedom when our own government here in America has these symbols or has this kind of backdrop of you know, fascism within our own government? Well, Richard Mayberry, the author who I read from a second ago, he always says something to the extent of every time you see a fascist run the other way, right? Anytime any government would, would even, even if it's like, oh, that's old, that's outdated, the fact that they would still hold it up is a little bit scary because it means that they uh, they value that authority of the state over your individual rights. And so I think it's pretty telling of the nature of government in general, right? It doesn't matter how pure a government would like to be. Even our own government, like you said, started out with the purest of intentions, but it still goes awry. Like they'll still maybe try too much to take our power and use their authority to take that power. So I think it's pretty dangerous. I think that we should probably move away from the symbol altogether. Yeah. And and it's one thing to talk about symbols. Um, it's another thing to talk about actual you know, laws and policies. And so when we talk about fascism of everything in the state and the state is what matters, I, I think it's fair to say that in the past several decades, we've definitely seen the power of the state in, in America significantly increase. I mean, think of the government shutdowns, right? Think of, think of the government saying, you're not allowed to go to church, I mean, that, that especially in a, in a country built on like religious freedom and so forth with like the pilgrims and the Puritans and, and others, uh, that's kind of crazy to think of the government saying, oh, you're not allowed to go to church anymore. Oh, your business isn't essential, so we're going to shut you down. And oh, hey, if you try and open your business, we're going to send the police and we're going to you know, lock you in jail and we're going to fine you. I mean, that is a very aggressive increase in the power of, uh, of the state. And so what I get worried about, Brittany, is that uh, people throw around the word fascism all the time. But in my mind, fascism is more of a mindset in a way, in the mm -hmm. sense that it's like central planning and people who think that the government should be the solution to our problems and that government has like its own authority and we should follow the laws unquestioningly because it's the law, the rule of law. And, and it's kind of these attitudes I feel like are creeping into uh, us, you know, the, the, the citizenry here in America where, you know, we don't have a fascist government per se, but this, this perspective or this belief of fascism, this belief that the state is supreme, that, you know, oh, you know, if you have an individual concern with wearing masks or a personal health concern, that doesn't matter because the state says we must. And, you know, we're part of that, that fascist collective, your individual perspective and concerns don't matter. What matters is what the state has decided. They have the information. They have the experts. You know, they, they know what's right. They know what's best. And so fall in line and do what you're told because the state says so. And that becomes extremely worrisome to me. Well, that's what's so scary about this is it's not even when you first started talking, I thought like, oh, that would be scary. And then I was like, wait a second. That's already happened. You know, it took me a minute <laughs> to be like, wait. You know, churches are closed down because of COVID. You know, churches were closed. All these things and it's happening. And you're not even letting people make their own decisions. You know, it's possible that somebody going to church during the time of COVID could could catch COVID, but you have to let them make their own decision. And we're not even letting people do that because we do we just kind of defer all these decision making to the state. And that gets extremely problematic because we don't always know that they have our best interests in mind or that they're telling the truth, which we've talked about in other episodes. Yeah, we've talked about, you know, things like capitalism, right? Like 
free markets and individuals making their own choices. And so you can think of fascism as basically anti-capitalism, right? If you think of capitalism as individuals making choices, uh, anti-capitalism would be individuals not being able to make uh, their own choices. It's the state making your choices for you, that you are subject to the state. You are controlled by the state and um, only if the state says you can kind of have your own choices or decisions can you actually have them. But uh, first and foremost, it's whatever the state's plan for you is. It's We've talked, I think, before about dystopian fiction, right? Painting yes. this picture of not not a utopia where things are great, but a dystopia where things are awful. And, and you definitely see uh, fascism prevalent there in these uh, depictions of, you know, a crazy future where, uh, the government controls everything and people have no individuality and you lose so much, right? You lose curiosity, you lose exploration, you lose love, uh, you, you lose spontaneity and, and joy. And, and, and yet it's so sad. I, I, I see stories all the time. I'm sure you do as well, Brittany, where, you know, someone will write an, an article on a website or something and they'll say, Hey, I, I lived under communism yes. and now I see it creeping into America. Right. Or I escaped you know, North Korea, uh, and yet you guys are making the same mistakes or whatever. And, you know, if you were to ask a person on the street, do you support fascism? They'd be like, well, no way. Of course right? not. Yeah. Of course not. Do you like communism? No. Well, of course not. Well, actually. More people, <laughs> yeah. more, more people will start saying yes to that one, unfortunately. But, um, you know, man on the street, they're going to be like, no, fascism is awful. And yet when you look at like the slow creep, when you look at the slow uh, increase in support. Suddenly, bit by bit, people start feeling like, well, yeah, the state does have the power. And yeah, we should do what the experts say. And yeah, the government is in charge. And the president said so because he signed an executive order. And shame on you because you're violating a government order. So you should be criminalized. Bit by bit, we start to lose our, individual out, out, our individuality, our decision to say people should be free to do what they want as long as they don't harm other people. And it slowly becomes about what the what the state wants, what the government decides. And we are just kind of like pawns on a chessboard, right? Like we can be moved around by other people and we're just there for the ride. You lose that individuality that I think is so essential to our human happiness. I think there's one other important thing to to highlight too is that this is not nowadays it gets clumped in you said this in the beginning with this is a right leaning thing or this is a conservative or republican thing fascism is found on every side of everything you you can have fascism on any on any side of the political spectrum so I think it's really important that we make sure that it's not one side or the other right everybody can be guilty of this if power gets out of hand that's a great point and a good ending note, a warning for us all that no matter our perspective uh, there's always that desire to control other people and boss people around and uh, force people to do our will rather than use persuasion to try and uh, encourage them to agree with us. So check out the show notes page today. We'll link to a couple of resources on fascism if you want to learn a little bit more. TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. Thanks as always for listening. And Brittany, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.